Okay, well, welcome into today's bonus podcast. This is Pastor Quint, and I am joined today by Pastor Nicole Schreiber and actually our guest, Pastor Al Detter. Before we get into that, I'm going to let Nicole uh, introduce you to him. But this is uh, our bonus content for our Calling on God prayer and worship series that we are doing here in the month of April. And so um, if you've been following along, we've had some guests these past couple of weeks, and we are privileged today to be joined by Pastor Al. So Nicole, would you uh, just kind of set things up and and introduce Pastor Al for us? Yeah, I'm so excited uh, to have Pastor Al here Mm. with us today. Uh, We actually, well, we've probably met several times, but really got to know each other when I took a trip to Israel, which uh, Pastor Al is famous for a lot of things, but one of the things he's famous for is taking um, people on tours of the Holy Land, uh, which I would love for you to talk about that a little bit here in a minute, but we had a great time. I learned so much about the Word and the Scripture and so much about just being a pastor and just had a great time. So thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it's great to be here. How many people have you taken to Israel? Oh, approximately 250. Holy smokes. Maybe more, but uh, I've had 14 trips. How did you get into that? It's amazing. Uh, I could tell a long story on that, but in 1972, a long time ago, we were in seminary first year, and uh, we got this letter in the mail, and I said, Marie, this is junk mail. Just throw it away. She said, let me look at it. That letter was a letter saying somebody had offered to pay our way completely from Dallas to Israel, Egypt, and Greece, and back. Wow. And we, we, we went. It, we never to this day know who it was. And that trip so impacted us that we said we want to do that for other people. Wow. That's incredible. Now, do you have a plan to go back? Well, if COVID will co- cooperate, <laughs> we will. Uh, yeah, we, we were supposed to go back this past November. And that fell through due to COVID. We're on the books for this November, but who knows? So we're waiting on the Lord. Let's hope. So before you kind of, uh, well, I guess all through your years of ministry, you took people to Israel. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about your journey, your your path as a pastor. Well, I started out in Chicago as a youth pastor. And uh, we had a, a pretty successful ministry there. But I wasn't quite fulfilled in the youth role. So I asked the Lord to open up my borders a little bit into where I was trained. And that would be teaching, preaching God's word, leading God's people, and and that kind of thing. So an opening happened way back in 1978 in Erie, Pennsylvania. And I became the lead pastor of Grace Baptist Church at that time on 38th Street. Wow. And I was uh, the lead pastor there for 32 years. And I know I don't look any older for it, but uh, 32 years. And then I stayed on for another three as an associate pastor. So the big bulk of my life as an adult servant of the Lord has been pastoring Grace Church. Wow, that's incredible. And what are you up to now uh, as you... (laughs) Well, right now I'm on God's shelf, like a holding tank, (laughs) because I'm an interim pastor. I've had four interims, but with this COVID thing... Churches aren't knocking on doors like they were for interim pastors hmm. because it's just too much up in the air right now. And and so I'm waiting on the Lord and doing things like this. Yeah, this is awesome. Well, thank you for blessing us with your wisdom, which actually is uh, really primarily what we've been talking about this week. And one of the uh, men in the scripture that when we talk about wisdom, I know I always think about, uh, and, and I'm sure you know you guys do too, is King Solomon. And so what do we know about King Solomon? Uh, what are some things that, that kind of are the, when, you, when I say his name, you know, what do we think about when we, yeah. when we hear him? Well, I think he was the wisest man that 
at least in his era, that ever lived, perhaps in the history of the world. Very, very wise, a gift of God. Uh, he was actually the second child of uh, David and Bathsheba. The first one died at eight days of mm. at age uh, eight days due to the judgment of God. And then comes along uh, little Solomon. His nickname or his other name was Jedidiah, which means beloved or friend of God. And it's interesting, he probably had about 20 brothers and sisters from wow. all of David's wives and concubines. And uh, now he had a problem with one of his brothers, though. His brother's name was Adonijah. And Adonijah said, you know, I'm the, the one that should really have the throne because of my birth order. And uh, so he actually had a a coronation for himself going on when <laughs> Bathsheba, uh, Solomon's mother said, whoa, hold the fo- fort here, hold the phone. Uh, mm. Something's happening, David. you got to go and inter- intercede here. And so they did. And Adonijah got scared. He ran and grabbed hold of the uh, horns of the altar. And Solomon was made king. Mm. And so he actually was about 20 years of age when that happened. And he reigned for about 40 years. Yeah. Wow. So Solomon obviously had, um, you know, a great heritage in David and in, you know, in, in the, the culture there. But how, how did he become so wise? You know, how, how did, I wonder why he was set apart, right, for, by God for this wisdom. Well, I think in a way God's sovereignty had him set up for that uh, because David was not allowed to build the temple and some other kinds of things. So God was going to bring Solomon on the scene. But the interesting thing is Solomon had enough wisdom as a young 20-year-old to ask God for wisdom. Mm. He didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for fame, popularity. He asked God for wisdom, how he was able to lead the people of God. And so he cried out to God, and and God said, I'm going to give you that, and then I'm going to give you what you didn't ask for as well. So good. And so God gave him supernatural uh, all-encompassing wisdom, and uh, that's the kings of the earth came bowed down before his wisdom. That's um, you find that in Second Chronicles that story, and I loved uh, sort of that moment. Right, what you're saying is, and maybe the practical thing for us to take away is he had enough wisdom to ask God for more. Mm. And so, uh, you know, if you're listening today and you're stuck in any kind of situation that you're not sure what to do, yeah. uh, the wisest thing to do would be to go to God about wisdom, you know, ask him yeah, for not, yeah. not so much the answer, right? I love how Solomon didn't necessarily ask for the answer or the, the resources for the problem. He asked for wisdom to figure it out, which then kind of gave him the jackpot of so many divine gifts. Um, have either of you ever had a time where you asked the Lord for wisdom and what happened? You know, what was kind of the the outcome of that. Yeah. I mean, I would say, um, some of the greatest learning moments on my journey, my, my faith walk have been when I've just been at my wits end and I've had to call kind of like in our, um, calling out to God for help podcast. We talked about that, but really it also, if you lean into it and learn from it, it manifests in the form of wisdom. Right. And so in leaning into God and crying out to him, uh, hopefully we learn and we become wiser and we, uh, you know, we grow in that. So that those have kind of been some of mine. I think of when my daughter was born uh, prematurely and we just had all this NICU time, 60 days in the NICU and all this stuff that we were crying out to God for help. But in that season, we grew the most and we also 
feel like we're a little wiser on the other side of that, at least, you know, and we just learned so much about being parents and about uh, trusting in Jesus and, and all the, all of those things. So that, that would probably be the one that sticks out to me the most. That's good. How about you, Pastor Al? Any, any Oh yeah. Thoughts? There's a lot of moments in my life, but one that comes to my mind right now happened in 2013. I was still in the ministry at Grace Church and God ambushed me. Hmm. The phone rang one day and our district executive minister said, would you ever consider interim ministry? I said, nah, I'm not interested. Would you really just pray about it? That's where I made my mistake. I said, yeah, I'll pray about uh, interim ministry. And at that point, I was on a quest for God's wisdom because it was not on my radar. I thought I would probably retire from grace, maybe at age 80 or something like that. (laughs) And uh, so I cried out for it. And and the wisdom that God gave me was from the Word of God. Mm. And it was the prayer of Jabez, actually. And the Lord seemed to say to me in my inner spirit, you need to expand or enlarge your borders. And I said, okay, what do you mean? Well, you know, that happened. And as God gave me the wisdom to expand my borders, I've had four interims. I've many, many new friends have been mm. able to preach the word of God and lead God's people, getting them ready for the next pastor. And so when I needed the wisdom to know what to do, God gave it. Yeah, that's really good. So let me ask you this question, because I think uh, oftentimes we can pivot and begin to put into our our spiritual you know, life like, asking God for wisdom on the regular. We know in James 1, it says, whoever asks wisdom, God gives it generously. You know, he wants, he wants us to tap into it. But how do we discern uh, what is wisdom from God and what is our really great idea? Or yeah. um, like I know my, my dad is someone I go to advice mm-hmm. a lot. I have some mentor pastors like you and others that I would come and say, hey, what should I do? But ultimately we want uh, not just a a good advice, right? We want Mm -hmm. advice from the great one. So how have you, you know, if someone was listening today and just said, I just don't really know how to discern what that wisdom is, what advice would you give them? Well, I think the first thing is to not lean on your own understanding. I think Mm -hmm. the greatest threat to God's wisdom is our own wisdom or somebody else's. And so we default to that. So it's really, really important to say, you know what, I've got to step out of this equation right now and be totally open to the objectification of God's word to me. So that leads me to a second thing, which uh, may be a little bit surprising. I don't think we have a right to pray for God's wisdom unless we know the Word of God. Mm. And there are so many people who pray for wisdom, but they don't know the Word of God. The Word of God is the wisdom of God. Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. And so if you don't know the Word of God, it's like coming to a final exam and saying, okay, God, give me the answer. If you didn't study. That's good. And so you need to know the Word of God. And when I go before the Lord, for instance, for pray for wisdom, usually the wisdom is in alignment with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Now, other things happen. The inner peace that I get with that and the uh, voice of experience that has happened in life helps to validate that. And then my mentors and my friends can help validate that. But uh, again, I really believe that the wisdom that I have found in my life when I've cried out to God for wisdom has been some text in the Bible that has come to me and has gone deeply into my spirit and moved me in a direction. Yeah, that's really good. I love that analogy of showing up ready for the test, you know, (laughs) which is why we read the word uh, or why we really should read the word every day, right? Even if we're not seeking an answer to some problem or question that we have, it's just part of who we are. And so we can define that. I think I've had similar experiences as far as um, trying to 
discern the voice of God, you know, I think of the enemy. He's always distracting, right? He's always mm. pushy, condemning, you know, um, promoting sin or rebellion. You know, that, that would be his voice. So that's easier sometimes to figure out. And then your own self, um, typically, you know, ourselves very much uh, turn toward, you know, selfishness. It's our default way of thinking. So when we think about what's best for me, what's best for myself, uh, when I go into a situation, you know, should I do this or that? My natural self is always going to pick the thing that's easiest for me, but that's not, you know, always the wisdom of God. And so I, I think I've discerned at times my own voice rather than God's voice by just thinking, who does this benefit? And if I'm always going to promote myself, um, you know, we can know that. But um, another thing, too, is if something drops in your mind that isn't, it's almost like out of a... Uh, out of character, it's not something you would think of. I think sometimes that's God's wisdom. You know, like I remember early on um, here at Erie First, we had a problem with some equipment and I don't know anything about equipment. You know, I mean, that's really not my my specialty in any way. But uh, really, just as we're, I'm having this conversation with the staff, it just drops in my mind that um, there was this newer version of this equipment in, at the summit at our youth mm. building. And I said, what if we switch these projectors out? And that was the answer. That was the solution. I didn't think of that on my own. You know, that yeah. was because I don't know anything about projectors, but the Holy Spirit gave me the wisdom, you know, kind of in that well, moment. Well, I think so. you're right because there's something about the counterintuitive nature of wisdom. Oh, yeah. We have our own idea and all of a sudden something comes in that seems opposite, difficult, hard, unusual, whatever. And many times you said that turns out to be the wisdom of God. Yeah. So good. Yeah, and I think, um, and not to jump ahead on our next thing we're going to talk about, but what what you have to be aware of and careful of, and it's why it's so important to be in the Word so that you're tuned into what the Spirit would say and how God would lead, is the enemy can also put counterintuitive or bad things in our yeah. in our mind that's the opposite of wisdom, and that's what we want to be aware and against. So, yeah. But I think the starting point, I love what you said there, Al, the starting point has to be, I don't know everything, right? So let's start at, I need help here. I need wisdom. So I'm going to God for that wisdom, I'm going to the word. So what I do know, probably, I probably don't have the answer inside of me. And that's why I'm looking outside of me and looking into the word, right? So I think that's so good. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. How, I think um, humility too. How, how would, how do you see humility playing into the wisdom of God? I think most of us are self-centered and have a hard time with humility. Yeah. But I think when you empty yourself of all pretenses and of the I want my own way syndrome or maybe the, the things of this world really allure me and puff me up or yeah. whatever like that. I mean, that, that was uh, Solomon's problem in the end, wasn't it? Lack of humility. Yeah. And one of the things I'm finding out, when God gives you wisdom and gives you success, that's your big, big temptation to get off the rails yeah. and to lose your humility. And that's exactly what happened to Solomon. That's the reason I like young Solomon better than old Solomon, yeah. because he was humble. Hmm. And he said, Lord, I don't have anything to offer you. Uh, you you've got to give me all of this. And, and God did that. But when he got older, it was women, wealth. It was uh, other kinds of things that, that stole his heart. So he was into idolatry. Yeah. He was trusting in his horses. And, and, and it was all puffed up. Yeah, you, you have to wonder, would old Solomon have asked for wisdom or would old Solomon have asked for riches? Yeah. That's a good point. Especially after, I mean, he lived in those riches because he asked for wisdom. But because all he had ever known was lavishness, 
Yeah. What would old Solomon have and asked And the interesting for? thing, God gave him warning after warning after warning, right. and he didn't heed. Right. Yeah. Wow. So humility, Pastor Nicole, is very important. Yeah, to ask for the wisdom of God. That's really good. So I guess let's just um, kind of go this direction. What can we learn? So we kind of talked about humility, but from Solomon, asking for wisdom in our everyday life as a Christ follower, you know, at this point, uh, what can we learn? Maybe someone's listening out there today that says, I just am in a conundrum and I don't know what to do. Uh, what, what kind of pastoral advice would you give them? Well, I think one of the first things that I would say is you've got to get on your knees and pour your heart out before the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Solomon did. I don't think Solomon thought he could lead them at 20. Hmm. And he pled to the Lord, please give me discernment, give me understanding. I can govern your people. And so I think there's this kind of a crying out that starts the whole engine, mm. crying out before the Lord. And then as you begin to cry out, I think God hears the prayer of those who cry yeah. out to him. And that's where I think that he begins to send his word, his word to us. Now, the word can come through our daily reading. Uh, like Nathan, he came to Solomon and said, you know, Here's a story that you need to listen to. Oh, by the way, you're the man, and this is from the Lord. And then he was talking about his sin there with Bathsheba. So I think those are the first two things that I would start with, is crying out before the Lord and expecting the Lord to speak and give a word from his word. That's good. Now, obviously, all of God's word is inspired, right? It's all, um, you know... from the mouth of God. It's all used for teaching, rebuking, correcting. Uh, but are there certain books that you would say are wisdom books, you know, things like, that you can kind of, uh, we could direct people to get, kind of really get into if they have something they're processing? Well, the one that is by far and away in my mind is the book of Proverbs. Yeah. And of course, most of that was written by Solomon. Not all of it, but uh, a majority of it. And then you've got Ecclesiastes, also by the preacher, which was Solomon. And then you've got Job, of all things. And here we have a lot of mm. wrong wisdom coming at Job, but that's still classified. And you could even go further. You could go into the Song of Solomon. Uh, that's classified as wisdom literature or, and the Psalms. Mm-hmm. The Psalms are incredible that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But for me, um, I try to read uh, one chapter a day of Proverbs because I want to get that into my heart. Yeah. And then when I cry out to God, I know what to do. In fact, wisdom, the Hebrew word is chokmah. And that's basically coming to understand and know how God thinks and behaving like God behaves. It's coming to understand discernment and, and, and wisdom that way and making good decisions. And so if I'm into Proverbs, that helps me to think like God thinks, both for the good and the, and the, and the evil, and deciding to make a good judgment. Yeah, that's really good. I think that um, when, when we're reading those books and just remembering that Solomon's the one who wrote those is kind of, you know, many of them, like you're saying, is just kind of fascinating. I imagine him with like a little notebook, you know, like just jotting down. These are the <laughs> things I've learned, and and this is important, you know, for for you to understand and to know, um, but to really lean into those those things. That's really yeah. good. Awesome. Very good. Well, I just want to thank you again. Uh, any final thoughts on wisdom or Solomon or uh, encouragement for those that are maybe listening and need help with yeah. wisdom? Well, I think we've got to be very careful. You mentioned the wiles of the devil, basically, and he's coming to throw his wisdom in. But, you know, we're so steeped in the wisdom of this world, and God says that's foolishness. So I would say you've got to be very, very careful 
what you swallow. Mm. Because there's a lot of stuff through TV and That's through good. education, if it's not connected to God, in many, many ways that you can start thinking in ways you shouldn't, and that can get you into a lot of trouble. Yeah, that's really good. I think sometimes it's difficult because maybe someone who has good intentions or even means well uh, can give you advice or direction, but if if that wisdom isn't from God, it doesn't always mean... It could be good advice, but it's yeah. not the wisdom you need. That's you know? right, and there's something that I want to say along these lines is often when you want some wisdom and you're in a jam, you want to hear what you want to hear. Yeah, so true. And people yes. will tell you what yeah. you want to hear, and that, my friends, is not wisdom in many, many cases. And if you, if, if people are telling you what you want to hear, run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so good. That's really good. Well, and, you know, in a culture and a society that is warring against truth, And that is just, I mean, everything's a question mark. Everything's subjective. Uh, The truth of the word is where we will find our wisest choices, the greatest wisdom. And we need that more than we've ever needed. I don't want to say ever because we've always needed it. But the fact that we have the book and we have the answers and we have the opportunity to lean into God's wisdom every single day, we need to, as Christians, be leaning into that because culture's coming for it, right? Yeah. Culture's is warring against it like never before. And so we just need to be, um, you know, we need to be suiting up with that armor. We need to be uh, doing our due diligence for sure. 100%. Yeah. Well, thanks again. This was a great conversation and we hope you were able to join us uh, last Sunday. But if you're not, you can catch the whole sermon on uh, the podcast or our live stream on um, our video stream. So we'd love for you to do that. And Yeah, Quint, anything else? No, thanks so much for joining us, Pastor Al, Pastor Nicole. Great conversation. It's been fun doing these bonus podcasts, and we hope you've enjoyed them.